Go wild with Nation Gear's end of regular season merch madness sale. Nation Gear is offering our favorite fans 20% off all regular season merch. And we're going to give you free shipping on any orders over $200. Stock up your closet for the playoffs. Rep your team and grab that merch you've been eyeing up all season long. Don't wait. This sale only lasts from April 1st until April 7th. Shop the sale at nationgear.ca. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to Blue Jays Today, where we've always got something to say about the Toronto Blue Jays. I'm your host, Adam Peddle. And I'm your host, Nicholas Blaylog. And today, guys, we're going to be doing like a massive umbrella conversation about everything that you need to know walking into this Toronto Blue Jays season. Before we get into it, please make sure to like, subscribe, and also a massive shout out to Believe and to all of the supporters, the listeners, the viewers that are watching on those platforms. This is the first, uh, I guess, installment, episode, Mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it, of us joining that community. So if you want us to like rebrand this, have a different name, then please Comment it down below. Let us know. But big shout out to Believe. Uh, we're super excited to be joining that community. Let's get straight into this. And and I do just want to get a little bit of a preface yeah. going here uh, about if you've been following this channel, you've been listening to our videos, you've been doing all that, following the Toronto Blue Jays offseason, you probably already know what it is that we are going to talk about. Okay, yeah, we're going to yeah. look at all the big stuff here and we're going to kind of give like a solid period on all of it you know like this is our thoughts on all of it walking yeah. into the season and this is definitely for those who are just checking out the blue jays offseason moves maybe you don't follow it as intensely and you're like oh hey look I, uh, what is it that we're actually gotta know what are the storylines what are the mm-hmm. players who are the new guys and what should we expect for the blue jays what are their expectations in 2023 totally man with all that being said there was a lot of switches swaps trades that went down with these toronto blue jays and some big changes in that lineup in that pitching rotation mm-hmm. tay oscar hernandez lord Escuriel jr some of our favorite Literally. players they are gone oh. out no longer toronto blue jays ross stripling he mm-hmm. is no longer a toronto blue jay instead of those guys dalton varsho kevin kiermeyer chris bassett Eric Swanson, just to name a few, kind of the four, I would argue, biggest acquisitions mm-hmm. I think that the Toronto Blue Jays made this offseason. Obviously, there was a lot of, you know, smaller ones here and there. Right, but right. these, I feel like, are the, the four big 
they're the headliners. They're yeah. the headliners for these Blue Jays. Yeah, and I think, um, like, we all know, we kind of have seen this kind of move coming all offseason. <sighs> Obviously, you had Teoscar Hernandez. He, he was only here for another year. Same with Lourdes Gurriel Jr. So, and with not winning a single game in the playoffs, you kind of felt like there was going to be some sort of move. At least you hoped there would be some sort of dramatic move to shake up the roster. Mm. And last year, Blue Jays, you know, we really didn't prevent many runs. And we brought in guys to help do that. You know, Dalton Varsho is one of those guys that had the most outs above average save last year. So for those who don't know, like that is that is a metric that measures how many outs are you saving compared to the average player? Mm -hmm. Like, and he was leading all of MLB. So right. they're bringing over Dalton Varsho. He's also a lefty with a bit of thunder power in that bat. Mm -hmm. And uh, what should what is something that we should probably be looking for for Dalton Varsho in this year? Well, I mean, he is a big power lefty. I mean, looking at his numbers, uh, he's good, not great with the stick. And I think that we have to see. A little bit, a little bit more on base from Dalton mm -hmm. Varsho because just slightly over 300 on base. 302 is what he had last year. Yep. 306 is his on base percentage across his entire career so far. As far as I'm concerned, that's not good enough. No, Especially no. considering what it was the Toronto Blue Jays gave up to acquire this guy, being Gabriel Moreno, the literal number one prospect in all of baseball. That's not good enough. You got the short porch right now, even right. shorter than freaking Yankee Stadium. You got that short porch, so you should be belting home yeah. runs over there. So I, I, yeah. I want to see a lot of power, and I want to see you work that count and get that on base percentage to at least... 325. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually funny enough going to make a video room talking about some sort of stats you should be looking for in these Toronto Blue Jays. And one of them is Dalton Varsho's on-base percentage. Yeah. Look, we want to acquire a left-handed impact bat. Last year, you saw pitchers fall into this rhythm of slider, 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 breaking stuff away. And you really saw it a lot with Vladdy and Bo and all the big guys. Mm. They get into that rhythm. But if you want to mix that up and make them change the way they attack different players and the way they do that is based on which side of the plate that they're standing on. So if you want Dalton Varsho to be in the top part of the lineup in between Vlad and Bo and Springer, yeah. he needs to get on base more, man. Like 302, like that's that's not enough. We, we compare Dalton Varsho a lot to Matt Chapman in terms of his low batting average, mm -hmm. his great defense and his power. But even Matt Chapman had a batting at, or an on base of 324. That's still higher than Dalton Varsho. So what I'm looking for is I got to see Dalton Varsho get comfortable with the boys, get comfortable in the defense and in the lineup and start to take some notes of what is George Springer doing. Vladdy on his good year in 2021. Mm -hmm. Kirk, who is the greatest eye. Biggio, one of the best eyes on the Toronto Blue Jays. Try to implement a little bit of that game be patient at the plate especially if you have good players hitting behind you well and i'll tell you what i think the matt chapman comparison is a very good one but i'm gonna come out and say it right now i i didn't trade toronto blue jays didn't trade for matt chapman of last year no he, he was good no. he, he was, was good oh, he was amazing but it's like you they traded the amount that they gave up i think that they want to have matt chapman of 2018 2019 and i'm speaking about this from dalton varsho's perspective right matt chapman we've seen it if that's the comparison that's the mm -hmm. player that you can be i mean i think that dalton varsho has the potential to put up the numbers that matt chapman did in 2018 2019 where he was in kind of mvp conversations right, right? like literally right. like 850 ops like incredible power all of that stuff 
I didn't trade for just 27 home runs and kind of a no, low no, batting no. average. I want more. So that's definitely yeah. going to be something to look forward to with Dalton Varshaw. I think he is more than capable of doing it. And I know that the Toronto Blue Jays feel that way as well, considering they went out and shipped off so much to get him. Yeah. But just watching him develop, watching his plate discipline is going to be a big storyline, I think. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, we can make a quick comment here about newly acquired Kevin Kiermaier. If you're a Blue Jays fan, obviously you you know who Kevin Kiermaier is. Sure. Played for Tampa Bay Rays for such a long time. And here he is over with the Toronto Blue Jays. Expectations a bit lower for Kevin Kiermaier. Definitely. And I think that the biggest thing to think about when we're thinking about Kiermaier and Varsho coming in instead of Lourdes Gurriel Jr. and Teoscar Hernandez is how much of an impact is this going to have on the entire offense as a whole? Because we keep making the, the argument. We keep saying, mm. well, Toronto Blue Jays, we've been top three in offense for the last three seasons now right. right that's that's incredible that's great so we can afford to lose a little bit of our offensive production right and i think that it's very fair to say that varsho and kiermeyer as a whole are a downgrade from teoscar hernandez and lord jr with the bat yeah, yeah. you know so is kiermeyer's value is what he brings defensively gonna be enough to supplement the yeah. loss in, in teoscar hernandez bat you know? and look i think kevin kiermeyer is gonna be an incredible uh defensive player but just like you saw we're mentioning Matt Chapman, like Matt Chapman was coming off a bit of a, surg a surgery the year before. Mm -hmm. So is Kevin Kiermaier. And what did you see out of Matt Chapman? His defensive numbers just dropping just a little just bit. A little. He was also hurt a little bit last year, so you got to give some credit to that. But I mean, look, if a player is going to be hurt, they're going to be impacted on the field and with the bat. So Kevin Kiermaier, how is that hip feeling? Yeah. Is he going to be feeling good enough in center field to play every single day? Mm -hmm. That's something to look forward to because if, if, if not, George Springer, who was our center fielder last year, He's going to have to go back over there in center field and risk injury again. Yeah. So that's that's something we got to make sure Kevin and, Kiermaier stays on the and field. And I'll be honest, man. Like, we can't afford Kevin Kiermaier not being on the field a lot because uh, this whole offseason, what it has been about is acquiring veteran mm -hmm. presences such as Kevin Kiermaier, mm -hmm. such as Chris Bassett, such as Brandon Belt. We don't even have him up here, his numbers-wise, if you're watching this in video format. We don't even have his numbers up here right now. But acquiring veteran presences and then also preventing runs. Mm -hmm. Kevin Kiermaier, Dalton Varsho, that's what they bring to the table already is run prevention. And when you look at guys like Chris Bassett, who has been an incredibly solid pitcher yeah. for the last, like, you know, infinity, it feels like this guy's just always really good at baseball. Oh, yeah. Right? Literally just, since 2018, he's been remarkable. Exactly. You know, he's always in that conversation of like, hey, you want to have this guy in your rotation. Yeah. And, and you talk about a guy like Eric Swanson, too, where a massive problem with the Toronto Blue Jays for years now has been this bullpen cannot hold up mm -hmm. in critical moments because we just do not have enough high leverage guys in critical moments. We always blow it in the sixth or the seventh or something like that. That shouldn't be a problem anymore when you bring in a guy like Eric Swanson who had a 1.68 ERA last year. Mm -hmm. So we need to see the run prevention that's why kevin kiermeyer needs to stay healthy and be on the field yeah. that's why dalton varsho needs to be as elite as he was defensively last season and chris bassett and eric swanson they got to come out and they got to pitch beautifully man because we got to lower the amount of runs we're giving up. yeah if you if those who are watching video format toronto blue jays 15th ranked in the mlb in terms of runs allowed per game right um that for a competitive ball team is not good enough. Well, think about it. Do the math, right? It's like we've been a top three offensive team. Exactly. But we're we're just mid. We're literally mid, mid when yep. it comes to that. So that's going to make us, you know, oh, look, we're the eighth best team. Look, for those watching video and all, for those in audio, listen up. Houston, LA, Yankees, these are the top three. Then you got Tampa, Mets, Atlanta, yeah. Seattle, Cleveland. What do all those eight have in common? 
playoff teams and made it a heck of a lot mm-hmm. farther mm-hmm. in some regards than the Toronto Blue Jays. And then it's a huge drop-off, and we're in the middle. Yeah. So I do believe that this is the direction that the Blue Jays are heading towards, which is run prevention. However, I want to bring up a guy that we all know and love. We love this guy here on the Toronto Blue Jays and here at Blue Jays today. It's Bo Bichette. Bo Bichette, he recently got a quote-unquote extension because he was just paid for the, over the next three years, which is what he was going to be with the team anyways. But he's here. He's locked in. We love his bat. Led the league in hits twice in a row. Mm-hmm. But this guy with the defense has not been able to prevent many runs. No, he's actually one of the worst in outs above average in the entire MLB. Bo Bichette, what are your thoughts on him moving forward? Now that he's got this beautiful extension, what are your thoughts on him improving and with the team in general? I think that that he's definitely under a little bit of a microscope this season. Not as much as if he had fought the arbitration Mm -hmm. case and and they hadn't decided to do the extension, quote-unquote extension, that they did do. Uh, But he's still going to be under a microscope. Because they gave him three years. They know how much they're going to pay him for three years. But they didn't give him anything after that. Yeah. You know, they didn't give him yep. anything after that. They did also make it clear, team-wise, Blue Jays made it clear that they think that he is asking for more than they would be willing to spend, right? So it's like they're right now valuing each other differently, even though they did come mm-hmm. to a compromise. They still think that he's asking more. So I think Boba going to be under a big microscope because especially we've made that transition to run prevention. You or a guy that's holding us back in that Mm -hmm. regard. So yes, we love what you can do with the stick. We love what you can do with the bat. But are you going to be with the new Toronto Blue Jays? Are you going to make this transition with us? Or are you not? And when it comes time to have those extension conversations, well, maybe, you know, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Alec Manoa and all these other guys, they're going to be on the totem pole first before you, uh, you know, when it comes to money. Right, right. And now, do you think that Bo Bichette, now that he's locked in, though, do you think he can improve defensively? Because that's the big worry. Because if he improves defensively, then there is no conversation. Well, I don't know if it has too much to do with money. Like, I guess now, you know, you can can argue that his focus is 100% on just playing baseball. I don't know why it wouldn't have been in the past anyways, Mm -hmm. but I think that we're really in the, you know, put up or shut up sort of territory, right? Like, and one thing that I do want to note to everybody watching here is we've kind of uh, exhausted the narrative, I think, of, well, they're young guys, they have growing pains. Yeah. That is fully, like, that's worn out on me. It, I think it's lost, and I really don't think that there's any validity to it I don't anymore. even think those players want to hear that narrative. No. They, they, they want to be known as MLB veterans. Exactly. They're starting to become MLB I mean, veterans. You're in year four, year five right now. Like, there really is no excuses as far as growing pains and, like, yeah. oh, this is a new thing. No, man. Like, you've been here. You've done that. So mm-hmm. if you're not doing it now, mm-hmm. it, I don't see why you would start doing it, you know, two years from now or something, right? Like, this really is, I think, Bobachet's last opportunity to prove to the management and prove to himself mm-hmm. and the league as a whole that he is not only just an incredible hitting shortstop, but he can also put up defensively as yeah, well. Yeah, because if he doesn't, I feel like this is his last chance, like you're saying, to play at shortstop. Mm. You know what I mean? I mean, I there has to be a legitimate conversation. Well, he's going to play in baseball for sure next yeah, year. Yeah, for sure. He absolutely is playing uh, for the Toronto Blue Jays. But, like, you know, moving over to second base has been a narrative we've talked about quite a mm. lot. And I know that the Toronto Blue Jays haven't talked about it, but a lot of fans are talking about it. They've been screaming, why can't we just move Boba Shett over to second base? Do you think that narrative starts to service on the Toronto Blue Jays level after the season if he doesn't improve defensively? Again, man, you have guys like Dalton Varsho, 
Kevin Kiermeyer, Matt Chapman, Gold Glove winner Vladimir Guerrero Jr., mm-hmm. if they're all putting up and you're not putting up, then you not putting up looks so much more blatant because mm-hmm. everyone else around you right now is really good defensively. Right. You know, right. so you are gonna stand out like a sore thumb if you know Matt Chapman and Guerrero are making incredible plays and Dalton Barsha is doing these diving catches and you know Bobochet can't field the ball properly or right. is overthrowing Guerrero or doing whatever it is that he does. So again, I am fully in his camp. I fully support this guy and I wish for him the best. I want him to make that transition. Mm-hmm. But I think for the sake of him being a shortstop moving forward, or at least avoiding those inevitable conversations, put up, dude. It's yeah. time to put up defensively. I agree. I agree. And, and another Blue Jay, I want to transition a little bit here, that needs to put up on the pitching side of things. You know, he had a really, really bad season last year. We signed him to a long-term deal, seven-year deal, over $100 million. Mm-hmm. Talking about Jose Burrios, he really needs to put up this year because coming off his year last year, 523 ERA is not cute to look at on the resume. We signed this guy to be a long part of this rotation, right? He's going to be here for quite some time, you know, six more years. And we need this guy to bounce back this year, you know? Jose Burrios, he got his fastball destroyed last year. His strikeout rate dropped heavily. Everyone is teeing up on him. Now, you bring in people like Chris Bassett, like we talked about, that relieves a little bit of pressure. You know, Alec Manoa putting up an incredible year, solidifying himself as the Blue Jays' number one. Kevin Gosman always being there, being incredible. He's now sliding down to that number four spot, releasing a little bit of pressure on him if he has any pressure. Is this going to be a benefit for Jose Brios coming in 2023 well, to bounce back? I mean, like, as far as Brios is concerned, sure. I think it's more of a benefit to Toronto Blue Jays for just yeah. having that depth, right? Right, like, right. Because if you do decide to put up another five ERA, well... I mean, it's it's not whatever, but it's also a little bit more whatever because at least we have Chris Bass and we have these other guys to fall back right. on. But just from a monetary standpoint, like you don't pay somebody over a hundred million dollars to do that. No, you know, like you, don't. you, you, know, you just don't, right? It, you can't. So Jose Burrios, uh, if he wants to avoid the conversations and or being on the inevitable lists of the most overpaid guys in MLB, you have to do better than you did last year, man. Mm-hmm. I do not want to be looking at that contract like I look at the Patrick Corbin contract. Oh, yeah. Right? It's like, I don't want yeah. to be doing that. You were a guy who I was so high on, man. I was so high Oh, on. I think we both were. We saying were. He was going to be the ace this year. He was yeah. going to make a big step, sub three ERA. I was, I was thinking it was a good bet to uh, to bet on Cy Young Me last too. year. You know? I, I, like, oh, I, I, I think I might have had a bet actually i thought it was like oh he's like pretty (laughs) underrated right i mean obviously looking at it now like damn were we wrong Mm. and it really did feel like it came out of nowhere right because he'd had so many years it it was like chris bassett you know like you'd been good for this long and then all of a sudden yeah uh-oh like people have just completely figured you out I don't think so. I do think that Burrios is going to make a transition and and at least do a little bit better than he did last year. Because with being completely honest, it's mm-hmm. pretty hard to do worse than that. I know. And maintain a starting job in the MLB. So I think he's going to do better. Apparently, there's been conversations coming out this offseason that Pete Walker's worked a lot with him. Burrios is showing up to camp earlier mm-hmm. than he ever has. They have changed, maneuvered uh, his release point because mm-hmm. apparently that was extremely inconsistent last year. You know, it right. was here, it was there. He, he didn't know where it was. He just right. kept changing. He could it have been tipping his pitches in that regard too. Could have been tipping his yep. pitches, and he came out and said, "I had no problem throwing strikes, but they were 
hitter strikes, yeah. not pitcher strikes, right? Yeah. So, yeah, of course, they were teeing up on you. You put it right in the middle of the zone. Mm-hmm. That's got to stop. He apparently is coming out and saying that he is feeling more confident about it, which is instilling me with more confidence. But, yeah, he obviously mm-hmm. needs to be playing a lot better than he did last year. I agree. And, um, you know, you're mentioning the arm slot. You're mentioning, you know, needing to improve uh, almost – Almost very similar <laughs> yeah. in terms of ERA. Yusei Kikuchi is another one of those storylines, guys, you got to be looking out for. Because Yusei Kikuchi, you know, we signed him last year to a three-year deal, mm. having a horrible last year. Negative 1.1 war. That's that's unacceptable. 519 ERA. It really felt bad for Yusei Kikuchi. But now you're coming into year two. He looks like he's guaranteed a spot because Mitch White, another guy who was competing for that fifth spot, mm-hmm. he's got a little bit of a, a shoulder and arm issue. So he's going to be set back a bit in his uh, preparation, his ramping up work. So it seems like Yusei's got the job. Um, but there's also another guy, Ricky Tiedemann. Not to like stress the narrative of, oh, this guy's got to improve. Let's put a little bit of pressure on, on Yusei Kikuchi to be good this year because well, he's got, you've got Ricky Tiedemann in the wings, number one prospect for the Toronto Blue Jays. He's got a ton of pressure, man. Yeah. Because unlike Jose Barrios, Barrios' contract uh, marries him with the Blue Jays, right? Like, totally. Even, even if Barrios sucks this year, like sucks. He'll still be the rotation. I mean, he's still going to be, like even if he was so bad that you send him down to AAA, I don't even know if he has that option, but right. like, let's just say you do that. You're still going to try to work with him for next oh, year, right? It's like, you have you, to. You're, you, you're locked in for time now, right? Kikuchi, though, that's not the case anymore, man. It's like he he had his most expensive year already last season. If he is that bad again, then I I truly do believe that the Toronto Blue Jays are going to cut ties with him. So I think and, – and if they cut ties with Yusei Kikuchi and he's that bad, he will not have a starting job in MLB. He will not even mm-hmm. have a job in the right. MLB after after his contract is done, right? I think he's fighting for his MLB life right now because when you look at the career numbers, right? Like he what what he had one good first half of a season he did he had an all-star season in 2021 but that quote-unquote for those who don't know that's a first half that's an yeah. all-star first half yeah you say Kikuchi in four years of the MLB has had two really good months of baseball mm-hmm. right but we have not been able to maintain that consistently he's fighting for his MLB life yeah. right now he's fighting for his Blue Jays fifth spot in the rotation I want him to do well for the sake of the Toronto Blue Jays and for the sake of just Yusei Kikuchi in general mm-hmm. but the good thing is if he does decide to do as bad as he did last year, the Blue Jays do have that guy to fall back on being Ricky Tiedemann. He's obviously like got incredible potential right now. Top, I think, 30 prospect mm-hmm. in MLB. Mm-hmm. So like he is a guy that we want to look out for. Yeah, I mean, and even, if, even if he doesn't come up this year, because a lot of people think maybe this isn't the year for Ricky Tiedemann. Maybe it's next year. I think for sure. If it's not this year, it's definitely 2024. Oh, 1,000%. But here's the thing, too. You also got Hanjin Ryu coming back of Tommy John, yep. and he's projected to come back somewhere in July, August, and mm-hmm. he's expected, quote, from Blue Jays uh, personnel, mm-hmm. that he's going to be right back in that rotation. He's going to be built up to be a starter, no bullpen for Hanjin Ryu, which I think Hanjin Ryu prefers. He's been a starter his whole career, yeah. so I think that's another added pressure, and then the eventual Mitch White ramping up, too. So you got three different players ramping up to potentially take Yusei's job. So you say right from the early get-go of Blue Jay fans, you got to be hoping that he he does well, or you, at least who Yusei's got to be hoping he does really well in order to keep that job. Yeah, I mean, he's got a lot to fight for in the first two months. Like, he kind of needs to do what he did mm-hmm. in uh, 2021, where he had that all-star first half. Mm-hmm. He has to, man, or else mm-hmm. if he doesn't, you know, the leash is not nearly as long no. as it was last year. It will no. be pulled right from under him very 
quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking about guys who this could potentially be their last year with the Toronto Blue Jays, one storyline that you absolutely need to be knowing about here is the Matt Chapman thing. Mm -hmm. uh, Blue Jays at third base. We don't have a lot of depth going on there, guys. No. Like, There's Matt Chapman. There's Espinal who can do it. Right. Uh, and then it's it's really nothing. And this is Matt Chapman's last year on his contract. We signed him to two years. This is it, man. Mm -hmm. This is a, gonna be a free agent. And if he puts up, he might want to go test those free agent waters. Now, he has come out very recently and said that he likes Toronto. Yeah. He thinks that the management likes him as well, which I think is absolutely I, true. Like, sure. by the I way that Ross and Mark talk about him, they mm -hmm. always talk about him in a positive light. And he's a great player. So... There is going to be those extension talks happening throughout the entire season, but his future with the Blue Jays is going to be major because if that extension is not signed, if a deal is not come to by, you know, whatever the date may be, like we're going to need to do something big in free agency next year or make a trade or, or something like that, man. Right, because for sure. Like if we don't have Matt Chapman on this team... Uh, I don't know what we're doing anymore. Look, it definitely changes the 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 look of the infield for sure. You know, being a, a cornerstone of a very important piece in the infield is third base, man. You gotta have a lockdown third baseman. So in terms of like looking at what we're what we're seeing from Matt Chapman, I mean, he's gonna want to put up numbers because he's yeah. got that contract potentially coming up uh, next year, a big one. He's gonna want to put up numbers to get that contract. So, you know, for the Blue Jays, you want them to put up numbers, but you also don't want them to put up too many numbers uh, because it's going to it's gonna cost so much. Now, well, however... I was actually... I was mm. reading an article, just to speak on that, I was reading an article mm. about that, and, like, Blue Jays had come out and said, it's like, hey, man, like, if, if he puts up a great a great year where it's like we are not able to sign him back, mm -hmm. like that is that that just is what it is. We want right. him to have the best year possible. And I think that they recognize right now right. that if Matt Chapman goes back to, I was speaking about it earlier today, uh, but goes back to his 2018, 2019 mm -hmm. form, I just do wow. not see a reality where we're going to be able to, to fit the bill for Matt Chapman. Yeah. In those years, by the way, guys, we have it up here right now, but he was hitting 36 home runs in 2019, yeah. had just an incredible slugging, incredible OPS, and obviously the defense was there as well. If he has a gold glove season with offensive numbers like that, I don't think he's going to be a Toronto Blue Jay come 2024. Yeah. It's just like it's going to be way too much money. However, I still want it to happen yeah. because a year like that coming out of our fifth or sixth hole in the lineup, that's yeah. playoff projection yeah. right there. And I want to finish one of my thoughts just to based off that was like, look, <laughs> when Blue Jays, they don't want them to have that kind of year because it's going to cost so much. But if that year generates a World Series run, I'll take it. Of Absolutely. Course. If of we can make it will. to the World Series and we lose Matt Chapman, you know, I'm not going to say we're going to win the World Series because that's that's a big, sh we're shooting for a lot for a team that's never won a playoff game. That's yeah. shooting for a lot, but I, I'll take a year out of Matt Chapman. Good yeah. or, I'll take a great year. Of course, man. Like, give you know? me a Marcus Semien season. Give me, give give me a Marcus Semien season, man. And he is going to be motivated, obviously, mm -hmm. because the big payday is coming and Matt Chapman mm -hmm. is well deserving of one. I agree. Blue Jays, if they want to make it to the World Series, if they want to make it deep, if they want to even make the playoffs, for God's yep, sakes, uh, yeah. they have a big obstacle in their way. That's the New York Yankees. Now, I'm coming out and saying it's a big obstacle. That is not what some Blue Jays players say. Vladimir Guerrero <laughs> Jr. came out earlier this offseason and said that they're the easiest opponent to face. <laughs> now, I think that there was a little tongue-in-cheek right there. I don't think that he actually feels that way because no. we literally had a negative record yeah. against New York yeah. last year. And let's face it, they were just an overall better team than us in all capacities last year right. and probably will be this year too. Yeah. But 
the rivalry that is going to be had between this New York team, between this Toronto Blue Jays team, the beef that's gone back and forth. Uh, Alec Manoa has taken shots at Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole has taken shots at Alec Manoa. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. has obviously taken some shots at them. Yankee fans in general have taken mm, some shots mm -hmm. at the Toronto Blue Jays players. I saw Toronto Blue Jays taking some horrible shots, actually, at the New York Yankees on Twitter. I don't want to get into what they were doing, <laughs> but like it was like very cancelable uh, material wow. going on by Toronto Blue Jays fans. So like this is a absolutely brewing tension that's going on here between these two teams, and they are the overwhelming favorites to win the division here. So just Yankees, watching yeah. this rivalry go down between Blue Jays and Yankees is going to be very fast. Yeah, if, if I'm a fan, if, if I don't watch every single Blue Jay game, I want to circle New York Yankee games. Yeah. If I'm a Toronto Blue Jay fan, those are going to be some heated moments. There's going to be a ton of drama. You can guarantee it. The camera's going to be on Cole. The camera's going to be on Vladdy, yeah. Manoa, Judge. They're going to be the most looked at because there's been a lot of drama. Not so much Judge, but so much of the coal and Manoa beef, mm -hmm. you know, there's just add a little bit to the fire here. You know, we got to take it back to 2022 in August that right at the end, these boys that are speaking on this microphone on this podcast, I've actually been at that game where Manoa threw at Aaron judge mistakenly right. sinker ran a bit inside, but Cole came out and was barking at Manoa yeah, yeah. and Manoa came out, said, if he wants to do something, Garrett Cole, He's got to get past the audience sound sure. next time. And also, Manoa in the offseason called Cole the biggest cheater in MLB in baseball yeah, history. I mean, so that's also we're cool. We're absolutely fun. not you know? innocent here 100%. <laughs> like, the boys are shooting their shots. They're shooting shots. I think it's all in, like, it's good competition. Yeah. And, and that's what this whole rivalry is based upon, yeah. right? Because it wouldn't be fun if this was, you know, freaking, I don't even know, like, the LA Dodgers and the Colorado Rockies, right? Like, that's not even anything. That's nothing. We are <laughs> the favorites right now, us and the Yankees, to win this division. Mm -hmm. And I I think a lot of people have us pegged right now to be within a few games right like, if right. this thing is coming down to the wire come september like holy crap man those last those late series that we're gonna have are gonna be absolutely massive dude mm -hmm. so just that as a whole those games are gonna be incredible mm -hmm. they're almost gonna be as incredible as the playoff games if toronto if do it. is lucky enough to make it um First off, I'm going to come out in here and say right now that we have to. And if we don't mm -hmm. make playoffs, uh, Ross, Atkins, Mark Shapiro, uh, Schneider, I think everyone's, Someone's everyone's job is is on the chopping block. It like could, I, yeah, don't, right? I don't know who's yeah. going, but like it's all going to be in question right now. And I guarantee someone, yeah. someone will at least get fired. So we do need to make playoffs. That's number one. That's a guarantee. And then when we get to playoffs, I mean, for those who haven't been keeping touch, Blue Jays. We've been a playoff twice mm -hmm. in the last three years. Yeah. We haven't won a single game. We, in fact, we've gotten swept in both series. We're 0 and 4 in the playoffs since 2020. And it's reminding a lot of Toronto sports fans yes. about the Toronto Maple Leafs, how they cannot get past the first round, even though they got a good team. Yeah. Now, I don't think it's as extreme right now as the Leafs because they've been doing it for oh, a lot longer. They've been longer. doing it for a lot longer, but I'll, I'll tell right. you right now, man, we're we're one season away. Oh, for sure. From, from you know, being neck and neck with those Toronto Maple for Leafs, sure. man. Because, I, yeah, yeah. like, really, yeah, yeah. we do not have any excuses at this time. Right. If we make playoffs, I mean, we should have won a game last year. Yeah. We should have won a game last year. But if we make playoffs again and – don't win a single goddamn oh, that'd be even game, worse. let that's alone even the worse. series. That's even worse than the Toronto Maple Leafs. Exactly, that's right? Horrible. I mean, like, right now, the Toronto Blue Jays uh, 
Sure, you can do all of this off-season juggling and, and swapping and shifting and moving pieces around. You can say what you will to the media. You can come out. You can t talk all this talk. But if you make it postseason again and you fall flat on your face like you mm -hmm. have done in the last three seasons, yeah, uh, like what's You're, the what's even the point? What's right. even the point? You well, know? I mean that's what Toronto Maple Leafs fans have been saying for quite some time, mm -hmm. and we are seeing the beginning of a potential, hopefully yeah. not. Toronto Blue Jays era of that. So they need to win a series for sure. That's the expectation this season. If I'm a Toronto Blue Jay fan, if I do not see a playoff series win, it's been a failure yeah. of a series Absolutely. of a season. I mean, like we got to nip that shit in the bud yep. immediately. Like just like stop any narrative yep. from happening. I don't want to talk about it. And you already know that if the Blue Jays make playoffs, I mean, we're already talking about it right now, but if the Blue Jays make playoffs, those are going to be the headlines. That's mm -hmm. coming up. That's going to mm -hmm. be the speculation, right? It's like, well, can Toronto, you know, even win a game sort of thing? Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously they're capable, guys, but it's getting to that point where when you make it there, there's going to be even more added butterflies. Because if you do lose... Like what? Like what? Do you, what's wrong? What? What can you? There's even got, do? It's got to be a mental thing. I mean, that's that's what they've said about the Maple Leafs for years. It's there's demons. They're yes. fighting demons, yeah. and that's exact. And I don't want no demons. No. in this Toronto Blue Jays. I don't want no demons either. And I definitely don't want to get to the point such like the Maple Leafs where you lose the series, and people are saying, "Wow, great season." Yeah, no, you know, like, like last year. Like last, no, exactly. no, 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 it, no. For real, if they do not, even if it's going down to the last game and it's hard fought and they lose. It's still going to be a failure of a it season. It still has to be a failure, right? Like, to end off the, mm -hmm. all of this right now, mm -hmm. this season for the Blue Jays needs to be better than last year. I expect at least a divisional round. Divisional round. At least divisional round. Because if we make divisional round, either A, we win the wildcard series, or B, we won the division, and that would be a win for me. Yeah, I mean, like, that would be, at the at the very, the very least, least. A, a minor step up from last mm -hmm. season. I'll be honest, I'm really hoping that the Blue Jays can make a push for that ALCS. Championship. That's yep. really where I'm going yep. here, and then, you know, anything past that is gravy. Yep. Yep. But at the very least, you have to finish this season <laughs> off uh, by making it to the divisional round. No yep. more of this 8-1 yep. blow up wild card bullshit. I don't want any more narratives of that anymore, folks. But guys, if you're watching on YouTube, comment down below what you think about this season. Are you excited? Tell me about some storylines that you guys have that we haven't talked about in this video and in this podcast. Also, please hit the like and subscribe button if you haven't already done so. Shout out to our Patreon members. $3 a month to become a Patreon member, guys. You guys are freaking awesome. YouTube memberships as well. You definitely want to hop onto that. And and once again, big shout out to Believe Woo. for supporting us and us joining this community. We're really excited about it, man. Yeah, guys. Thank you so much for watching. And go, go Chase, go! Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.